Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers some of your most pressing questions. Let's hear what he has to say. I'm going to try to catch up on a lot of these questions that people have been asking. And, and uh, it goes back really for a couple of weeks. We took a little bit of a break last week. And so here's the questions. And, and you know, everyone continues to do just a wonderful job. Uh, a mom asks, hey, my senior son is checking out from school and not completing assignments. Do I take his truck away? Here's another one where a mom and dad, uh, you know, have uncovered some things about their son and they're saying he's being diagnosed with dyslexia. And so um, then that's led to one thing, led to the other. What are we supposed to do because mom and dad aren't in agreement um, about what's allowed and what's not allowed? Here's somebody else who said, hey, how late is it to send a child for help? And I imagine they're saying, when do I send them off? My daughter is 17 and she's in the 11th grade. Here's somebody else that says, my 14-year-old daughter has been through a series of friends. And we had a question like this, uh, you know, maybe a few weeks ago that that um, was very similar, but I've got an idea of giving you an answer. But basically, they've been through friends and don't know what to do. Um, what, do I, what do I do to help her keep her friends? Somebody else asked a question. I went through a divorce uh, a couple of years ago. Um, my kids blame me for the divorce. And... Now I have a great relationship with my son, but my daughter won't talk to me. So now she's come to me and she's saying, if we'll stop doing some things, then I'll be more than happy to, to start talking to you again. And then there's another question that really is, um, it ended up, I printed out the question and the question um, is almost five pages long. And so... Um, I, I I would just say this, that um, it's one of those things that, that, that a parent is asking. I think internet and phones and cell phones and smartphones and uh, connection and exposure is ruining my kid, uh, presenting um, options to them and now they're finding their identity in something different. What should I do? So anyway, those are going to be the questions we're going to talk about today. And let me remind you, if uh, if you haven't done so already, sign up for our newsletter. Um, uh, our newsletter goes out once a week, and it's chocked full of resources that I think that can help you. We just had a family in crisis conference this past weekend. We had one here at Heartlight. That's uh, for those of you who don't know, I live with 60 high school kids in a residential program. My wife and I started uh, 33 years ago, and um, and and so we live here with a group of staff, but we invite people to come to Heartlight every so often, um, about six times a year for a retreat, and it's only for 30 to 40 people, and, and it was packed with parents that came from really all over the country. Um, we've taken that as well uh, and done these Zoom calls. And so it's a family in crisis uh, Zoom call, and we have one of those coming up even next weekend. And so if you need to find out about 
of those, you can go to parentingtodaysteens.org. Hey, let's get on with these questions. You know, the first question is, my senior son is checking out from school and not completing assignments, studying, and and if he's if he's continuing to need parenting rather than adulting, do I take his truck away and ground him? And yeah, he turns 18 in a month. Okay, let me give you a perspective. When he turns 18, he can now get married if he wants to. When he turns 18, he can join the military uh, if he's out of school. Um, he can pretty much do whatever he wants. And and that puts parents in a, in a great position to say, I'm going to demand that you act like an adult. And if it gets really bad, you may say that you can't even live here. But I think what, what's happening here is that the child is having a tough time making a transition into adulthood and assuming responsibility and is getting tired of the same old, same old of high school. And it's kind of checked out a little bit. And, um, and so mom's just basically saying, what do I do? And let me tell you this, that the pain of consequence has to be greater than the pleasure of choice. And if your son is choosing to do some things, then the best thing you can do is allow him to suffer his own consequences. Don't disrupt your relationship with him. I think when you take the car away, what you're doing is, is saying, um, I'm going to be your mommy and I'm going to take the car away rather than going, you need to be a man and figure it out. So if you want to flunk, flunk. If you don't want to go on to school, don't go on to school. If you want to go to summer school, then go to summer school. If you want to start taking more classes online to get ahead, you do what you need to do. And if you need help, I'll be more than happy to help you. But I'm not going to mother you and baby you and treat you like a 14-year-old. I'm going to treat you like the young man that you are. Give him, mom, here's this, give him the responsibility and if there's consequences for his poor choices, then he will learn because the pain of consequence has to be greater than the pleasure of choice. Hey, here's another question. Somebody said, um, we're struggling. We uncovered that that uh, that our son is involved with drug use and alcohol and nicotine, and, and they've started to peel back the, 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 you know, just the different layers of the onion here to get to the heart of the issue. And they feel like that they've got to the heart of the issue, that he's dyslexic. And of course, that has other problems. But let me tell you this, that the dyslexia um, doesn't always move to substance abuse. It can be a cause of it, but your child is choosing that. And then they're saying that because he's using, I mean, drugs and alcohol and nicotine, now he's lying and we can't trust him anymore. You know, and and then what's happening is a mom and dad are spending time trying to figure out, well, what do we allow him to do at home? And dad's saying, hey, it's okay for him to, you know, have a beer occasionally. And mom's saying, absolutely not. We're feeding um, this other stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on here. But let me tell you this. Understanding that a child has dyslexia helps you in the way that you respond to them. And it changes the way that you help them read or learn differently. The substance abuse and, and the lining mistrust has got to be dealt with because really it's it's somebody that's developing wrong coping mechanisms and at the same time um, being very disrespectful of everybody in the family. And, you know, and a dad who says, okay, it's okay for you to have a beer occasionally. I am, I'm assuming that this child is 17 or 18 years of age. Um, I'm not a marriage counselor and I can't tell you that uh, you always have to be on the same page, but you do 
have to be in the same chapter uh, when you're dealing with a child. A man's going to look at it differently than a than a mom does, and so uh, you've got to look at it and say, okay, if it's not going to change, and this is the way my husband's going to be then you just have to kind of swallow and say, this is what we're going to do, unless you feel like this is huge. Uh, you've got to determine if this is a battle that you want to die on, uh, if this is hill you want to die on. And and so, uh, you know, I, th- I think that with any substance abuse and self-medicating, that it's not good for any parent to encourage a child to continue to drink or use alcohol or do any of that stuff. Uh, there's got to be a place and some rules where you say, uh-uh, at the same time, if your child's spinning out of control and he's getting to the point where he's depressed and having greater issues than maybe allowing him to do some things you wouldn't usually uh, allow may help calm the situation as, as you deal with the other issues at hand and get to the core of them. Here's another question that somebody says, how late is it? Is it too late to send your child for help? Let me let me give you a litmus test that I always tell parents. Um, uh, is it going to be worse in six months if you continue on the same path? And if it is, get further help. You know, if you've tried counseling and it's not working and, uh, and you've tried meds and that's not working, then they may need a different environment. And if that's, that environment could be a relative, it could be a friend, it could be somebody that lives out in the country, it can be just someplace different where your child can focus on the issues and it takes them out of the home so that they can quit blaming mom and dad for everything and start assuming responsibility for their life. Um, so when do you get further help? When you think that it's going downhill and it's going downhill fast. Here's a similar question. Somebody said, well, what do I do to help my daughter keep friends? She keeps blowing everybody off. She's 14 years old, and she keeps them for a while, then she loses them. And I want to call the other parents and ask the questions. It says, what do I do to help her keep friends? Mom, here, let me tell you this. When your child was 1 through 12 years of old, uh, 12 years old, you were a teacher. But now it's important for you to become a student of your teen not a teacher. I mean, if you're moving from a teaching model into a training model, it means this, that now you have to be a student of your teen. And this is not going to come from anywhere else. You're going to find out about your teen by asking more questions, spending time with them, observing, reflecting on what you see, tie your own experience into it, and and try to figure out the core of what your child is doing uh, that is pushing people away. And so be a student, be a student, not a teacher. Somebody else asked this, I went through a divorce, my kids blame me, my, I have a great relationship with my son now, but my daughter doesn't want to talk. And basically what's happened is we ended up going to counseling and and they said here that, that uh, they've been going to, that the court proceedings said that they had to go to counseling. And the daughters basically come back and said, hey, if if we can stop the counseling, I'll be able to talk to you. You know what, mom, I would do this. Stop the counseling. If it's not working, if you've been going for a year and a half and it's not working and you're not getting any closer, then stop doing it and and move on with something that works. And it may be that your daughter isn't as enraged as she was when the divorce happened. And at the same time, now she's starting to realize the longing that she has 
for a relationship with you. And sometimes going to court and all that is just a reminder that this divorce thing is causing her to be a mess. And so I would do this. Stop stop going to counseling and sit down and spend time with your daughter. Somebody else said this, you know, uh, what's your position on requiring church attendance when a child is totally rejecting God? And it, it goes on to say that this daughter went to Christian school through the fifth grade, and there's lots of kids, and, you know, thought everybody was passing judgment and, and saying wrong things. But my daughter has a... Um, but she believes that she can only find friends on social media, and she's been desperate to connect. And I, I love that... Um, that a, that this mom says, my daughter's just desperate to connect with somebody. And so my point of it is that all kids are desperate right now. Um, and at a young age, she found a group to connect with. And it's the, uh, what they, what she says here at the age 11, she decided she was gay with the help of a constant propaganda on TikTok and Instagram. And she's had two girlfriends, um, you know, and, and so what I do is take away the phone. Okay, the the phone's not the issue here. You know, it says her her attitude has become that anyone who doesn't applaud and celebrate and promote the, the lesbian and gay uh, relationships, they must hate gays and is homophobic and is bigot and, and is evil. And I'm just reading through some of this. But she's, she's become cemented in this gay identity. And so she rejects everybody at church and... And um, I wish I knew how old she was. It says my 13-year-old daughter. So she's still kind of young. You know what? I, you know, I think parents get stuck in this situation. And, and, but, but let me explain a couple of things beforehand that, that, I, that I think your child is looking for purpose, um, which leads to significance. But there's something about the purpose of what her life is. And sometimes if she can be an activist, if she can stand up and complain about somebody or some institution, people find a purpose in that. And that gives them a sense of significance. And it just shows how important a purpose is for all of us. And I, because I think we all want significance in some way. The other part of this is that your child wants relationships with people. And if she feels like people are judgmental, she's very sensitive about that, then she will move toward relationships where she can find a sense of security. And that purpose and relationship leads to an identity. Now, I believe that adolescence is a, is a, is a nine-year process of a search for identity where kids are trying to figure out, who am I? And so what they'll do in the process is that they'll switch their clothes, switch their hat, change the, uh, the way that they wear their hair. They'll, uh, I mean, they'll change everything about them, how they talk, how they engage, what they promote, how they present themselves to people. They'll change their relational style, all those things. But from a purpose standpoint, what they'll end up doing is rejecting everything else, all the other values, for the sake of this new purpose that they have, and because of the relationship, they'll trash all those people that are connected with it. Now, Christian parents have a, have a very difficult time uh, with this because, because the first thing that a child uh, trashes uh, in their new pursuit of, of, of identity somewhere um, is what parents believe. And so now she's telling you, I don't believe that stuff anymore. And really what she's doing is saying, 
I want a little bit more control of my life. And so this is where it becomes an issue. It's not so much going to church as much as it is that she's going to show that she has control. And if she goes to church, she dresses gothic and it's black and dark and, uh, you know, and, and just is, is very dark in the way that she engages with people. She's standing out. I mean, this mom says um, on a few occasions that I get her to go to church, she dresses and wears makeup in extreme goth fashion. She and says she looks like a character at a Halloween haunted house, hoping to offend everyone. And it's really disappointing when people greet her cheerfully and compliment her. Okay, she's doing that for a reason, because she wants attention. And so what I would say when I see kids that do this, and they attach to a lot of different things, is that it's realizing that everybody wants significance and security, and they find that through purpose and relationship. And if there's no other purpose in life, they'll default to whatever is around them. And right now, the buzz is that if everybody can be an activist in some way and stand up for, I mean, either it's the gay community or the black community or the American Indian community or uh, to stand against slavery or to stand against, you know, wrong politics or stand against something that they feel is unfair, then they're going to do it. I mean, and and I'm not passing judgment on any of those things. I'm just saying that people connect with different things because they want a purpose in life. And and so it's understanding that. I would tell you also that that maybe you say, you know what, I'm asking you to go to church just to sit with me every so often. Um, but at some point, when she gets a little bit older, maybe 15 or 16, you don't have to go to church, but I want you to do something spiritual. And that's you can figure that out at some other time. But but it's 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 engaging with your child and realizing that the core issue is not all these things that she's saying and how she's, you know, standing up on her soapbox, yelling and screaming about stuff. That's not the issue. And how she's presenting herself, that is not the issue as well. At the heart of it is a 13-year-old little girl trying to find her identity. And when you walk alongside her rather than fighting her all the time, then it's, you're going to have a better result of getting her to a better place. What's the better place? I don't know. I don't know because I don't know your daughter. But my comment is, is that if they're looking for purpose and they're wanting a relationship, then let's give it to them in some way. Anyway, I hope that helps a little bit. I, you know, it's hard to answer some of these questions in just uh, a couple of minutes uh, because they're they're detailed and a little deep. But I'll tell you that that I end up writing uh, enough podcast and and doing YouTube stories and and. Um, uh, end up uh, writing articles in our radio program, our broadcast. I mean, we talk about all these things. And so uh, the, the, the funnel really brings it all down to a newsletter. And I would encourage you to sign up for our newsletter, look for those things that could benefit you, whether that be just an article, whether that be a book, whether that be uh, watching a video that we give away or, uh, you know, or going through one of our curriculum series that we offer to people free or whatever it is, uh, maybe come into a family in crisis conference, or even if it's, if it's gotten to the point that you need to send your child to, to Heartlight, I would tell you first, do all these other things first and try to get to a good point with your child at home. Uh, let Heartlight, a residential counseling center that's located here in Longview, Texas, let that be your last 
your last option above everything else. For more information, you can go to parentingtodaysteens.org. I look forward to hearing uh, more of your questions. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us back here on Monday for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.